Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today, guys, we are going to jump in and talk about some frugal habits of successful entrepreneurs. We're talking about how to hack it until you know it works. We're jumping into the exact things we purchased and when and why it makes sense to invest in certain things at certain times in your business. Heck yes, because I think that People have a tendency to spy on other people's paper, right? Look at what other people are doing, take a peek over their shoulder, and they see, quote, successful businesses who have teams and who have VAs or team members or whatever. And so they kind of sit in their office, and if you're by yourself and you're like, well, crap, I guess I need a team. If I'm going to be successful, I need to have all of these systems and these people and pay for all of these things to be successful. And we're busting that myth right on out. Yeah. And we're not saying that investing in systems or paying for things or paying for people are important, but we're talking about when it makes sense and why it makes sense and how to really think through if that's what you need in your business or if you're just jumping the gun and deciding on things because you see other people doing them. Yes. So how do you stay focused? I think the biggest thing that we need to start with is knowing what is going to bring in the moolah. The cash dollar bills, the money, money, money. Yeah, because if what you're doing isn't bringing in money, then how are you going to pay for all these things you're dreaming about, babe? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So look at your own business and your own self and say, okay, do I need to up my prices? Do I need to do better marketing? Do I need a better website? Do I need more clients? Do I need new ways of finding them? Like, What are those grassroots ways to grow your business to get people actually through the door, those are usually on you. And so what are you not making time for in your day to day that you could probably start allocating at least 30 minutes a day to growing that and to researching that part of your business? I think a lot of us get caught up in, you know, you're so busy doing the work that the building the business gets put on the back burner. You're Mm -hmm. so busy in it that you're not working on it. And a lot of the things that people invest in systems or people 
those are things that help you build, but you have to do the building first, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to really know where you need to invest. And so if it's all about bringing in more people, then what are the grassroots things you can Mm -hmm. be doing? Mm -hmm. Because you can be working on your social media and it's going to take you nothing but time. Yep. You can be building your email list and that is just time. Because I want to bring a quick reality check to you guys. This isn't to go to Bragtown, but it's to actually tell you that businesses can be successful without going into debt, without outsourcing all the things from day one and with doing the grassroots groundwork themselves. So Abigail and I started and it was just the two of us. We did not hire a single person. And even then it was very part-time and minimal for over a year in our business. We didn't pay for a single system for a good eight or nine months. And we'll walk you through that exact timeline because I do think it's refreshing to hear. We built a business from the ground up 100% debt free and reach six figures in eight months. That's crazy. That's bananas. The reason it was able to happen wasn't because we bought all of these things or did all of these things. It was because we did the work. It's because we put in the time and we were willing to give up, you know, some hours in the day that we would have devoted to doing the normal day-to-day stuff to focus on business building strategies. Because what those do, they snowball your growth. Because when we talk to other creative entrepreneurs and they're so hesitant about sending a newsletter or, you know, focusing on their social media growth or whatever. And these are just two examples that we call it a lot, but it could be different for whatever your business is. But what y'all don't understand, blogging is another one that we got of, we get a lot of hesitation back on, is that not only is it foundational and not only is it a long-term game plan, but it's a snowball effect. And I mean by that is that you start doing it now and it literally grows onto itself and grows onto itself. So sure, your email list may start off with five people six people, and then it goes up into the tens or a couple hundreds. But as you get bigger, it starts to add on people exponentially, like over and over and over again on into itself. So the hard work that you're putting in now and the like kind of lackluster results that you see coming in now are worth it and they will lead to something. Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up in the, well, I'm asking all of these questions on my social media, but no one's responding. Well, you no can't- one responded to our questions for months. No, we kept asking anyway, and we kept doing the work and we kept putting in the time and eventually things came. But if we gave up the first time we didn't see results ever, not just on social media, but on anything, we wouldn't be where we are today. It takes persistence and dedication and doing these things over and over and over again because we didn't invent email marketing. We didn't invent social media. Other people did. And we just are riding the bandwagon that Mm -hmm. other people have seen results and sales from. And so I know a lot of you are looking at other people because you say, oh, they're so successful and they have these systems. But what did they do first? What did they do to get to where they are now? I guarantee you a lot of it was work and a lot of it was time and a lot of it was doing it themselves. Those things didn't happen overnight. You have to wear the hats. You do. Like I know we talk about all the time of you wear so many hats and you are the head of so many departments in your business. But trust us when we say that the value in you putting in the time for those things now is so fantastic to the success and the sustainability because at the end of the day, no one knows your business like you do. No one can make decisions on where your business is headed quite like you can. And so to have someone, to expect someone, a stranger to come in 
when the foundation hasn't even been built, when you don't even know where this thing is going, can drastically alter the state and the future of your business without you really even realizing that. Well, and the crazy thing is, and the thing that really sucks, but is true, is that no one cares as much about your business as you do. You care more about the long-term longevity than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Even if it was like your spouse or your best friend or your neighbor, Mm -hmm. if they're not directly invested in the future, like they're just not going to have the same care about it. And here's what I think the biggest detriment to having someone come in and do some of these things for you before you learn how to use them in your business. Like there's a lot of things that are affected by that. But I think one of the biggest things is, and I've seen this time and time again, is someone hates social media, right? They want to just be creative and do fun things and be the face of their business and build relationships and whatever, but they don't want to be on social media. They think tech is dumb. Spending the time there is dumb. They don't have the energy. They're over it. So they're going to hire someone someone to do it because they've heard being on social media is great. Okay, so fast forward three months, six months, nine months that they've now spent thousands of dollars on social media and they are not seeing growth. They are not seeing sales. They are not seeing anything from all of that money that's gone into it. And so they think social media doesn't work for their business. So then they cut out of it. They might let go of that person. They might let go of their Instagram account. And that is so sad for me, not just Instagram. It could be anything, Facebook, email marketing, anything. It doesn't matter. But when we get negative results from something after paying and investing and hoping that this was going to work out, we blame that system instead of our own plan and strategy. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is about doing the work first so you know where you need to invest. Yes. And so I really want to jump into our timeline now and talk through when we decided to purchase certain things and why we were at that point. And I'm going to give you a reality check. The first thing and the only thing I would suggest you start with personally Mm -hmm. is a website. Yep. I think you need a website. I think you need to have a place to send people to. Yes, you can have free social media accounts and all that jazz. But if you don't have them lead to somewhere, you're kind of wasting Mm -hmm. an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I would start with a website. We just started with Squarespace. We built our website ourselves and it just cost the cost of hosting. So we took our own pictures. We designed our own graphics, put them up there. And at the time, we did go ahead and pay for a whole year. But if that reality is too much for you, just start with the monthly plan. Like you can start with as little as I think like $9. It might be more like 20. I don't know. I'm not up to par (laughs) on all that jazz. But you can start small. And that's going to build a huge foundation for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you need money to come in the door soon. Yes. And so that's where in a previous episode, we talked about decide on the thing that's going to bring you money today. And then the first thing to invest in is a website. So you can actually start making money with the thing that you made a decision on. So send customers there, send clients there, figure out invoices, whatever your business model is, have that look professional to your digital storefront, make it look clean, but good is good enough. Simple is always better. Don't overthink it. You can write your own copy. We did. We still continue to write our own copy. And then we also use the free version of MailChimp. So we are huge ConvertKit kitties. We love us some ConvertKit, but I will be the first to tell you ConvertKit can A, be a little bit overwhelming if you do not know how or why the tools that it has are useful to you. So we used MailChimp, the free version for like eight or nine months, I think. 
A while. A while. And we knew that there was some stuff that we were missing, but it was free. And we weren't completely invested in email marketing at that point. We didn't really have a strategy behind it. So it wasn't until we put on that particular marketing department hat that we were like, oh, we're missing the ease of tagging and segmenting. We're missing the ease of, you know, whatever else. And we knew that ConvertKit could provide that for us. Yeah. So for you, you might start with MailChimp and that's totally okay. But you Mm -hmm. might get to a point where you're willing to pay for that system in a month instead of nine. Like I'm not saying wait nine months. Like that's not at all what I'm saying. (laughs) But I think knowing what it's missing and then being able to fill in the gaps. Plus it's a great way to, if especially if you're doing kind of like a pre-launch just to gather intel before you're ready to put your stuff out there. Yep. So that way you can start building that list and it doesn't cost you anything. And then when you're ready to like hit the ground running, then you can switch. So three months into business, we invested in two kind of expensive things. Major things. So we bought Webinar Jam and Lead Pages. Uh-huh. So let's talk through why we bought why? Webinar Jam. Yeah. So it made sense for our business. We absolutely saw, especially at that time, other people being very successful selling off of webinars. We loved chatting with our audience. We loved getting on camera. We loved teaching and providing all of this knowledge. What better way to do that than a webinar? They are great list builder tactics, like tremendous. For the first, I think, six months of our business using webinars, we doubled our list month over month every time we hosted a webinar, which is pretty outstanding. People love them. They're great little action-packed knowledge bombs that we like to drop on people. So we really, really looked around and decided to invest in systems that would make that easier for us. So Webinar Jam being the platform that we host our webinars, we set them up there. Everything is ran through Webinar Jam so it goes smoothly, works beautifully. Lead Pages was that connector between Webinar Jam and Squarespace because Squarespace at the time didn't integrate with really that many people. And so we needed that kind of of merriment of how to get people's emails if they wanted to sign up for this webinar. And so that was the way that that helped connect it for us. Well, and with ConvertKit, you can use their forms in Squarespace, but at the time, that wasn't even a thing. It's all about timing. So lead pages is what made sense at the time. And I still think lead pages is an amazing service and we literally use it every every day. day. So I'm not disappointed with that investment at all. Mm -hmm. But those two things are what led to us building our list. Yep. And for those of you who are doubting list building, I just want to tell you, every time you add someone to your list, you have more opportunities to sell. So I think those were two really great investments. And the key with those is we had plans to make the money back immediately. Yep. Yep. We made the money back from Webinar Jam and Lead Pages in less than 30 days. Yeah. So we decided to host a webinar using Webinar Jam, getting people to sign up using Lead Pages. And we sold at the end of the webinar and we made that money back. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Done. 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 Check. So what do we invest in next? We invested in Dropbox. So we <laughs> basically used Dropbox on the free plan yep. for as long as humanly possible. And then we were like, this is dumb. For yeah, $10. We're signing in to like three different Dropbox accounts. <laughs> for $10 a month, we can have one system. Everything's backed up. And it made so much sense for us. And then I think you can even upgrade to a year, which is what we do now, is we just go ahead and pay for a year all at once and save a little money. But 
honestly, having your files backed up is so important. Yes. And I recommend having two places to back them up. So Dropbox and something. Yes. So so what's your... Just do three. Do three. My other two would be an actual external hard drive. So get you a passport or some external hard drive, hook it up to your computer, drag everything over there and back it up. You could make a twin of that too. That's what I used to do. And then I also use Carbonite. So it automatically backs up my entire computer at midnight, including Dropbox files, and it's stored on their cloud. So we have two cloud-based service storage providers and one physical in my house. In case Armageddon happens. Exactly. And then we need exactly. all three versions. <laughs> and there was one time when we needed our backup. Yes, yes. So it, was, it, was, it was a very scary moment. That was not fun. But it was... We were so glad. (laughs) Yep. So So. I would like to also call out that we did invest in other things at this time, but we didn't actually trade money. So we invested in building relationships with other creatives at this time. So what we mean by that, this could mean differently for you. We definitely used it in different ways. Maybe we would trade. I would take pictures of their products for Etsy and they would take some pictures for us or design us something to take so that we could use as a prop for our Instagram. We would trade headshots for strategy. We would trade. I mean, just anything that we could pull on on our skill set to get something back in return. This does not work forever. And this is not a great like, that's the only way you ever want to pay for something because people deserve to get paid dollar bills for their services. But usually, especially in the beginning of your business, you're going to find other people who are also in the beginning stages of their business and a share for a share and just to help out is something equally beneficial to both parties. Other people are your hugest asset. So use them the best you can and be innovative. Like you never know what you could get out of a situation unless you just ask. So don't be afraid to ask. This was definitely the time when we were just like getting to know as many Mm -hmm. people as possible. Not only trading services, but just putting ourselves out there in new and different ways. And that's free. That doesn't cost you anything. That just takes you time. Whoop, whoop. So in October, this was like what, six months into business or so, mm-hmm. we hosted our first course on our website. And I'm going to talk more about hacks and how we made things free. But our first course didn't cost us anything to host. Yep. We had it directly on our website. Or make. We shot videos on using the camera built into our computer. We didn't have any fancy microphones. We put makeup on, put clothes on, recorded ourselves talking to our computer, and that was that. Yeah. Didn't cost us a dime. Nope. So just time. All about <laughs> so the time. at that point, a month later, we invested in the automated version of MailChimp. So this was a weird time where we knew we were probably going to outgrow MailChimp, or we thought we might. We might want something else, but we still didn't really quite get email marketing at that point. So we went ahead and upgraded to the paid version of MailChimp. Which honestly, yeah, if you're going to upgrade, just leave. If you're thinking about upgrading to the MailChimp, the automated version of MailChimp where you're paying, go to ConvertKit. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I wish we would have just skipped this step because it would have just made our lives a lot easier, a lot faster. So if you're about to spend anything over $20, just go to ConvertKit. Absolutely. So what that did for us, though, was allow us to send 
sequences and automated messages. So we had a couple of free courses that we created directly in MailChimp that we were able to use as list builders, which was awesome, but eventually led to us leaving because it did not work at all the way we thought it was going to. Well, not only did it not work at all the way that we thought it was going to, but it double or triple quadruple count subscribers. And so if we had four different lists that you subscriber could be on and you were all four, you count as four people inside MailChimp. So that bumped up our numbers drastically. So we were paying more and more every single month, but we really weren't getting any new subscribers or that many new to justify the price increase. Right. That that to me is just bad business. Yeah, no, that was icky. Yep. So if you're going to pay, leave. Leave. (laughs) (laughs) So December. So we were, what, nine months into business at this point. Yep. And we decided to launch our membership. That's a whole nother conversation. What were we thinking? That's going to be a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode, guys. But we use a service that was a Band-Aid. Yep. And here's what I'm going to tell you about this. The service was Tiny Pass. It sucked. That's besides the point. What I'm going to tell you now is that this is the point where we should have learned, but yes. we didn't. We should have decided to invest early. Yes. So this was when we were very scared about spending money on something that we didn't quite know how it was going to pan out. Well, in our defense at the time, we were a hundred percent client based business, a hundred percent. So all of our money was made because people paid for our services and we gave them services and we were attempting to change our business model. And in December, especially, I don't think we knew how much we wanted this other thing to be a part of our business. We weren't sure if it was going to be 10% of our income or whatever. But now... Spoiler alert, it's 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it's all we do now. So (laughs) that was kind of important to realize. But I would say we should have pushed ourselves at this point. Moving to a system like Teachable to host our courses would have been the better solution than finding one that didn't work very well and still paying a lot of money for it. The thing was, is it was a per user, yeah, yeah, per transaction charge. And so we thought we'd be saving money. But I bet you bottom dollar that we lost money. We could have just paid the 99 bucks to Teachable. Because the thing with that too is a lot of mental juju. So you think, oh, well, I'm not going to get that many people. So I'd rather just pay per person. If I had to pay monthly, that means I have to get 25 people or whatever to justify the cost. Freaking get 25 people. Put it down on your board. Say you're going to get that many people to pay for it. Don't put that bad juju of, I only want to pay per person so it's cheaper. Don't do that. Yeah. So get that shit out, first of all. (laughs) Yep. If you're at a crossroads, whether it's teachable or not, that's besides the point. If you're looking and investing in a system and it scares you a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you know you can do it, Mm -hmm. I would just urge you to go ahead and go, like right over the edge and just jump in. Yep, just do it. Because there's no reason to wait. I'm not saying you shouldn't wait if you don't have money, like obviously, but we were profitable. We had reoccurring income. There was no reason we shouldn't have just paid the money to do it. But we, well, Abby, let's be clear. Yeah, Abigail, i.e. me, (laughs) is scaredy cat. And I don't like spending money on anything. And so it really hurt my ego. (laughs) But no, now looking back a year later, 
That's something I should have been willing Mm -hmm. to do. Well, and at the end of the day, all the other signs were there too. So it's not even just about that it was for membership and courses and ease and whatever. Teachable had a support team, a tech team, someone we could reach out to. Tiny Pass didn't. Teachable was prettier. It looked a lot better and it was easier to use. There was better reporting and integrations. I mean, you were getting so much more for that monthly fee than you could ever get with Tiny Pass. And so all the signs were there. Do your research, do your, you know, pro column and con column and really, really look into that and and ask yourself, is it going to be a lot of work when you have to move systems because you outgrow it that quickly? Or can you grow with the system that you choose? So now let's jump ahead a couple months to February when what I like to call hashtag affiliate city happened. (laughs) And we decided to take a look back at the systems that we had already chosen to invest in and spend money and we were rewarded with it and we liked using them. And we were like, hey, do y'all have an affiliate program? Will you pay us to talk about how amazing you are? And they did. And so we dug around and found that inside lead pages specifically and decided to actually do a co-webinar with them, teaching and adding value. And that really set us up pretty solid to help cover lead pages for at least the next five years. One webinar. One webinar. Paid for the system for five years. Bananas. That's awesome. So think about the tools you're using now, or maybe it might be a year from now, and you're like, what am I using all of the time? Who could I tell about? It might not make sense for you to do affiliate stuff like selling to your own clients or customers. If you're not B2B, that may get weird, but I guarantee you you have friends and family who are in businesses because Mm -hmm. that's the nature of entrepreneurship. You know other people who are doing this. And so who can you recommend it to and get paid Mm -hmm. because they're using it too? Well, as simple as posting up a resources page on your website and doing Amazon affiliate or other affiliate. I know there are affiliates for like certain planners, certain scrapbooking companies, certain material, just whatever. Find all the places that you order things from and see if they have an affiliate program where you can link up some of your favorite items from their shop or from Amazon and earn a commission off of those. Which, sure. That's probably my favorite way to get paid. I know. It's so awesome. I'm like, oh, someone just went shopping on Amazon. (laughs) Yes. It didn't cost me anything. Exactly. They they just did it. That's the only way to make money, 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 just fall from the sky. But I will tell you, Affiliate City, although it's amazing, it's generally not quite as profitable as you think it will be at first. It can be later, but I think starting out, especially like on Amazon, good luck making 50 bucks a month on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're like our friend who someone went on Amazon and bought like a $5,000 sofa or something. And they earn like a $700 commission off of it, which is crazy. And that doesn't happen normally. (laughs) So that's another reason. Well, yes, I want to talk about one more affiliate That's another reason why we were for sure happy to go with ConvertKit. So if you're thinking about investing in systems and you're comparing, you know, two that you can't decide, look and see if they have an affiliate program. ConvertKit's, spoiler alert, is the best, I mean that seriously, the best affiliate program we have ever seen. A hundred percent. You want to know what it is? Yeah. 30% every single month. So we're going to take a little ad break right here. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, just listen. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. 
I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So see how amazing ConvertKit is? Guys. Add 30% profits from your affiliate yeah, income so now on top of that. You tried it for free? We'll get paid 30% of your fee every single month. So if you want to like send a sushi on a platter, just go sign up because why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> so now what did we do? We're a full year into business. So this is when we officially did switch to ConvertKit. We are now ConvertKit kitties and we love it. I'm not a kitty. I don't like kitties. That's Let's what they be honest. call themselves and it's so cute. It is cute, but I'm not a, kid, a cat person at Fine. all. Fine. Convert kittens. <laughs> so we became an affiliate. And then this is when we put on our big girl panties and switched our courses over to Teachable. So y'all remember when we made the fatal mistake of choosing the paywall back in October? Yeah, it took us until March to finally pull the trigger and move our booty over to Teachable. That's so four happy. months way too long. Way too long. Way too long. <laughs> but we are so glad we moved over to Teachable. We have 
everything run mm-hmm. through there now. So, I mean, if you're a course-based business, this is an obvious solution. If you're not a course-based business, I guarantee you there are other systems out there that make sense for you. So like yeah. if you're selling products, Shopify might be something yeah. you're willing to pay a lot of money There are for. a couple of systems that take care of your shipping for you that do postage or stamps or packaging. Yeah, good like, things about ShipStation. Yeah. Like if it's going to take care of you getting paid, yes. you need Holla. to look at those. Holla at it. Holla at it. <laughs> But that took us a full year, guys. We're a full year into business at this point. And we just bought probably one of the most expensive, because that's a reoccurring Mm -hmm. high dollar monthly payment. Although now we do pay just about as much for our email service as we do for our courses. But Mm -hmm. ConvertKit pays for itself because that commission is the bomb.com is the bomb diggity. So then in June of that year, we did another little investing in people. And this time we paid them money for their services. So we're what a year and some months, uh-huh. like a year, year and year two, two months. months, a year and two months into business before we outsourced to a person. Mm-hmm. So I just want to reflect again, a year and two months. Because <laughs> That's 14 I, months, guys. I think a lot of you think that doing this super early makes sense. And for some things it does. Like if you can't write a lick of copy, hire a copywriter. But don't have them write everything. Like you need to practice. Well, and I will have a caveat to this really quickly. Okay. We invested in a person 14 months into being in business, but we partnered. There were two of us for 14 months. Yes, so this might look a little bit differently for you. We were able to put it off for a very long time because either one of us was talking the other one out of hiring someone or the other one was like, no, I'll just do it. Or, you know, we could easily delegate tasks to the two of us. Yeah, we were splitting income down the middle. Yeah. So I think that does make sense. I will say, okay, yes, it was 14 months for us, but we were, what, six months? I was six months into business before I said yes to going into business with you and giving you half of every dollar I earn for the rest of my life. That was scary shit, people. Scary. (laughs) But it was so important because A, our business would not be our business without the two of us because it's Mm -hmm. us like that. But for you, if you need to hire someone earlier because it's just you, I get you. But so what we hired someone for, we actually, I feel like hired two people very quickly because I'm talking about Sarah and Allie. So what was the difference? We got Sarah first. We got Sarah first. So Sarah actually pitched us. We probably weren't looking for anybody at the time, but she said, hey, you put out a lot of content. I think you could use an editor. And we're we're like, like, oh, you're probably right. Yeah, we don't know how to use the comma thing. Because it used to be my husband read everything I ever wrote. And then when Emily came on, we thought, oh, well, there's two of us. So we'll just read each other's stuff. Yeah, that didn't happen. That stopped happening. And we definitely needed some like a third party. Mm -hmm. Because we just put out so much content that we needed someone to read over it for sure. So Sarah came first and started copy editing everything. Mm -hmm. And then we liked, we loved that. We're Mm -hmm. like, this is so great. What if we had someone help us with the blog? Well, because before that we took two months off of blogging yeah so and we We didn't even have work for sarah do you remember that we like had her and then we're like 
okay, yeah, we're not we're not writing anymore. You're all caught up. Sorry. So we went and took a blogging break because we were on the brink of burnout. We were refining what we were doing. And we had just listened to a great episode from Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income Podcast, who told us repurpose old content. If you have old blog posts that are getting good traffic and still have meaty potatoes, meaty potatoes. (laughs) Meaty content, just change the date, tweak it a little bit, put a new graphic, update it, and then republish it like it's brand new because your audience is going to need to see that again. And so we did that for two months so we could kind of get by. And it was so refreshing. But then we realized, okay, the part that we hate about this is not writing content. It's not coming up with new ideas. We could do that all day long. It's actually formatting it, scheduling it, posting it, and that like backend stuff that we hated doing. Yeah, so I want you to really think through your business and think about the things that you love doing, the things that you hate doing. And is there a piece of the puzzle that just takes you a bunch of time that you should be putting elsewhere? Mm -hmm. And I think that's when it really makes sense to add on that virtual assistant. Yes, they're awesome. So that really freed up a lot of time for us to get back to being with our audience and hanging out with our people and creating new content because we had missed doing that and we took a big break from that. So that's when having them come in, I think really helped shape and refocus our business. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think right around this time is when we started adding on more like volunteer positions. I don't know what to call them. Ambassador positions. Yeah, ambassador positions. They weren't necessarily people getting paid, but people who are willing to do stuff for our team in order to get exposure. Mm -hmm. So they were investing time and we were just giving them the platform to get noticed a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so as you grow your business, you might be able to bring on someone who's willing to do some work for free. Not saying it's work, work, like maybe an intern makes sense for you. Or maybe you have a Facebook group and you could use some help moderating it. Maybe Mm -hmm. some ambassadors make sense for you. You might be surprised what people are willing to do for you if you just ask. Yeah. But at the end of the day, a debt-free business is possible. It is 100% possible. doesn't matter what you offer. I Spoiler alert, look forward to episode 11 that's coming out next week with Emily Lay because she talks about having a debt-free business with products. And so I know a lot of you who are product-based businesses are sitting here hanging out like, okay, well, that's all well and good because you sell digital products. It can be your reality, even if you're a product-based business, okay? Yeah, so just look forward to that episode. We're really excited about that. We know it's hard. We know that what you're doing, it's hard understanding, weighing all the pros and cons, knowing if this is right. And I think the big thing to do is try hacking it first Mm -hmm. or try doing the work first. Because once you know what you need, once you've spent the time, you're going to appreciate those purchases or those investments so much more. Like if we had hired Allie, our VA who handles the blog, if we had hired her, you know, two months into business, I don't think we would appreciate how much she does for Mm -hmm. us. Well, and not even how much she does, because I know like the tasks are not complicated. We get that's not rocket science, but the value in paying someone to do it, because we know that getting content out that's skimmable, that's scheduled, that's updated, and that makes sure that our people get blog content. We know the value of that for our audience, for our traffic, for our sales. So having someone that's going to step into that piece that we don't like doing Doing to make it happen is super valuable. Yeah. And I think coming up with ways to just try things or hack it or do it first is so important. So I'm going to 
tell you about a couple of examples where we didn't pay for these things, but we tried things first, or you can try them. They may not necessarily be things we did, but you can think through, does this make sense to add on? So for instance, MailChimp. Okay. We're talking about email service providers. You're like, oh, like I'm hesitating to pay. Like I get you. To build your email list, you need to give away an opt-in, a really valuable opt-in. And I think a lot of people are like, well, with MailChimp, like how do I do that? How is that even possible? If I don't pay for the automation service, how am I going to be able to send these things out? Well, we have a really awesome blog post, which we'll link to in the show notes that walks you through how to add that freebie to your welcome email, to your welcome autoresponder. So you'd be surprised how easy it is to deliver that freebie without having to pay for it. And the cool thing is you can have more than one list. Now, keeping in mind that the more lists you have, the more opportunities you have to double these subscribers, and it does make your work a little more complicated. But if you're just starting out, it's a great way to try it. Try delivering higher value things right off the top. So Emily, let's talk about how we used Squarespace as an alternative to lead pages. Yeah. So Squarespace has some really nice landing pages and we use landing pages on Squarespace in conjunction with lead pages because we already had it, but you could set up a landing page. It's called a cover page, I think, inside Squarespace to get people to sign up to your email list, to sign up to a webinar, to sign up to any event that you have going on. It doesn't matter. You could make it super fancy, have all the information you have there, have a box where they pop in their name and email, have the date and time, all that jazz. And they would just connect to MailChimp if you had that synced with your Squarespace account and you would have them on your list signed up for your webinar. So what you do now is if you're in MailChimp or you're not using Webinar Jam, because Webinar Jam does have some options for you to send autoresponders. They're not as pretty, they're not as fancy, but they work, they do the job. Because it's really nice to remind people like 15 minutes or a couple hours before your webinar so they actually show up. So you would have to manually send send these broadcasts out or campaigns out inside MailChimp. So you would get the people who signed up on that particular list from your Squarespace landing page and then email them on your own inside MailChimp to remind them or update them about the webinar or the replay. Does that make sense? I hope it made sense. If not, you can pause, rewind, and listen. <laughs> and you can do the same thing for going live on Facebook, being on Instagram. It doesn't matter. Just getting people's attention and getting their email from there is the whole purpose of a landing page. So you could skip having lead pages for something like that. If you're thinking about hosting webinars for your business, maybe testing it to see if it's even right for your audience is if they like it. Try hosting a Facebook Live in your group. Try going going live on Instagram. You can do that now. Try hosting a Google Hangout for your people and sending them the link. It's just getting yourself on that platform, A, to see if you even like it. Because I know some ladies who have been like, okay, I'm gonna try this webinar business and see if it's good for my audience. And they absolutely hated it. So you, of course, want to enjoy it. So see if you like going live, see if you like that on camera action, see how your audience responds to it and maybe where your holes are missing before you invest in something like Webinar Jam. My other idea for hacking it is just to look for free trials. You'd be surprised how many things you can try before you buy. In fact, in the show notes, 
we're going to link to a freaking amazing freebie Mm -hmm. that has a bunch of links to a bunch of free trials for a lot of the systems we talked about today. So you should definitely check that out. Fancy. At the end of the day, one of the things that you really need to be paying attention to when you're hacking these systems or when you're trying something for free, there's two things. If you're hacking the system so much that it takes you time Uh to hack it, Instead of just making the money or getting people on your list or delivering content, that's when you know, okay, I need to start researching when I need to switch. That's what happened to us with MailChimp, realizing we needed to switch to ConvertKit. It was taking us so much time to try to figure out all the moving pieces because it just wasn't intuitive. So that's the first piece of this. The second piece, while you're hacking and trying free trials, sell. Offer something for sale. Tell your people how to buy from you, how to get things from you for money when you are hacking these systems. Because the only way it makes sense to invest and spend what could be hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands, hundreds or thousands of dollars <laughs> for systems is they need to be bringing money back into your business, okay? So like when we invested in Webinar Jam and lead pages, we knew how easily that would make our job. We also knew we're going to sell at the end of this webinar. Obviously, we didn't know how much we were gonna sell. It's really hard to project that, especially at the beginning, but we went into every intention to make that money back very quickly and it worked Mm -hmm. out that way, okay? So don't just piddle around on these systems and just take advantage of their free trial and not know if it's actually going to convert your people to actual sales. Do it, don't hesitate, just ask. So I'm ready if you're ready to hashtag talk strategy to me. Hashtag. So our first strategy, my first strategy would be First of all, just take a deep breath. (laughs) It's really, really, really to keep your eyes on your own paper. Stop looking at what everyone else quote has going on. You do not know how much money they're bringing in. You do not know if they're even paying their team members. I'll be the first one to tell you, we say we have 10 team members, three of them, three of them, are paid, okay? So let that sink in for a second. There are businesses- Well, three plus us too. Okay, well, so So five. Five Five out of, half of our team members are paid, okay? The other half is not, all right? So don't just assume what's happening on the other side of that business fence. I would really encourage you to just focus on your own sustainability and to hack and understand your systems before you just get overwhelmed by thinking you need all of these people. Yeah. My second strategy would be to really write out the things you're wanting to invest in. So if you have your eyes on lead pages and Dropbox and ConvertKit and, you know, all of these things, write them all down, look up how much they will cost you and figure out, are they once a year? Are they reoccurring payments? How much will they cost? And come up with a rough game plan of when you think it might make sense. I'm not saying it will come to fruition in that order or that that's what will happen entirely. But if you have a plan in place that you're like, okay, I think reasonably speaking, I can afford to add this piece on in a month or I can afford to add this piece on in six months, then you're going to feel a lot more at ease and not be so distracted with all the flying rainbows happening around you. With Because I think shiny object syndrome happens oh, a lot yeah. and your friends start talking about how amazing this that and the other is and you get distracted and you don't really think through the cost Mm because some of these things are not cheap Mm -mm. 
Mm -hmm. So do, do the math. My third strategy, our last one, is focus on building the manual so you can hand it off. So when you're hacking these systems, when you're wearing the hats, when you're doing the work, when you're crunching the numbers, take note of the processes that you're using to make that system work for you. What are the steps that you take to post to Instagram? What are the results from that? When are your best times? How is your best engagement? What are the steps that it takes to post a blog post? everything, right? What are the workflows and the processes? And keep track of those. We prefer to keep track of them inside Trello. We make a board of all of our processes and links where that lives. So one day when you are ready and you wake up and you're like, holy moly, I need a VA like yesterday. Now you already have that manual that you can hand over to that person. And at this point, you probably only have to do a couple password exchanges, a couple walkthroughs of a video and you're done right? Yeah. You have the whole process laid out and you don't have to do the work. Yes. That's probably the single biggest thing that we've done that I'm super proud of. Yes. Yes. Like it's one of those things where you're doing it and you're like, oh, and then when you actually use it, you're like, I am so good at my job. You're like, I'm so awesome. so smart. (laughs) So I know we threw around a ton of links today and a ton of things that we talked about. And if you're just like, oh, that was so much information. It's okay. Go to the strategyhour.com. We have a ton of show notes for you and all the links. And I'm excited to see what you implement. If you guys want to talk more about this, let's do that in the Facebook group. Awesome. We'll catch you there, ladies. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.